was all a dream. I used to read Wizard magazine. Marvel versus DC. I don't want to fight no more, y'all. Check this out right here. Hey everybody, welcome to Pittsburgh Comics Podcast number 570. This one's going to be a, a blowout, a hootenanny, Woo! a spectacular episode. Yes. Um, I, I can't believe you had to look in a book to get the number after you looked in the book to have the number. You no, I wanted to. look at your watch three times and we go, hey, what time is it? You go, I don't know. Wow. So I am Colin McMahon and joining me tonight are Pat. Pat. Everybody else is busy, so it's me and Pat. Now, I do apologize for us not having a podcast last week. It was kind of my fault, not really. Um, my wife got tickets to see a comedian, and when she looked to make sure it wasn't Wednesday, she looked at the calendar, but she was looking at August and not September. So that, that It happens. Yeah, so we were not here last week because I was not here last week. So Everybody gets one. Okay. I'll be here next week. Will you go? I'll be here in spirit. I'll be reveling in watching Connor, the memory of watching Connor Bedard's first game live. So, good times will be had. So, yeah, um, I still got a preseason game left, right? Couple, I think two more. Yeah. Well, bad things can happen. So just... Well, hey, oh, hey, don't you be talking about that. Um. A couple, not rants, a couple disappointments that have been happening lately. Um, publisher publisher games, and that's kind of the only way we can uh, explain it. Um, there have been announcements of a couple sellouts that uh, it's kind of pushing the, the, the limit on the, the term sellout. Um DC announced a sellout of Wonder Woman, which they did. They ran out of stock. The problem is there was a printing error on, I don't know if it's every cover, but a good percentage of them, where the printer somehow, one of the wheels on the like the conveyor belt or whatever, yeah. got ink on it and put a line across the cover of, of pretty much every copy that I've seen. So, and a lot of stores called those in as damaged, and thus the damage replacements took out the rest of the copies. So, did it sell out? Technically. Right. Then you also have Image. I forget which book it was last week. But this week they announced on Monday that Transformers had sold out. At the distribution level. Except neither Diamond nor Lunar were out. They both had copies in stock. And they were talking about the printer. The printer shipped all our Yeah, copies. yeah. And, and that's kind of the question is, well, if you don't overprint any, and you print to order, then a sellout isn't really all that impressive. That would like be me ordering just for subscribers and then claiming I'm selling out of every book I order... I'm such a great salesman. Um, so that was a little disappointing seeing that. Um, it's like you didn't have any faith in your product to print some extras. But then you had the double thing where, and then you know people were defending them saying, well, Diamond's not really a distributor anymore. And it's like, okay. 
but so but it's they, so but they are right but yeah so it just i forget there was something the week before that was very very similar to that and i'm just like saying you're selling out is not really a great thing and then we had fun with radiant black where the next issue 26 we had to order and they never came out and said that cover a would be a different in size than cover b this is something that um, had been alluded to by the uh, by um, Kyle, Kyle Higgins. Higgins had said, but there'd never been yeah, anything official. Like diverge, right? right. Yeah. But they never said that. And if you look at the description, it didn't say anything about it. It's the same book, just the one character right. substituted in? Well, no, no. It's two oh. completely different stories, oh, okay. but it, okay. nowhere officially was that said. I looked at the description of the book on FOC and it said nothing about that. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go with my gut and do what I remember in order to equal number of cover A and cover B. Well, then it got re-FOC'd with them going, oh, actually cover A is issue 26 and cover B is 26.5. It's like, you just stop. Just stop. You're trying to be clever, and now you're digging your hole, and it's just getting more confusing, and stop. So. Next month, can't wait for 27.tangerine. Yeah, that's what we're approaching. And what do you mean you didn't know how to order it? We sold out before it even left the printer, you know. So I'm just a little tired of all these, look how great we're doing, all our books are selling out talk, because it's kind of, no, it's not. I mean, I get it. You, you don't want to overprint. You don't want to... It's not good for them to have books sitting at a distribution right. house either. No more than it's good for you to have them sitting on the shelf. I understand the hype machine. That's all well But claiming good. it all as wins is a little... Well... Is it really a win? Well, but it... No one's going to say, oh man, our books aren't selling. Right, you know. I get but, that. But printing to order and selling out and saying how great I am is you know if they had said hey we did a 50,000 copy overprint it all went but it's like it's Monday nobody has sold a copy yet I don't know how it's gonna sell right I and we had to and you know I already I I ordered what I think will sell yeah to the but now you're you're now they're playing the game of oh there's you know it's sold out of the distributor. There might be a few copies left, and now other stores are gobbling those up in fear of running out. And it's like, okay. But that's okay. You know, you'd rather have them have the inventory on their shelf than... And that's the thing. If Jermaine had an extra six copies on his shelf, right. and you needed a copy, oh, absolutely. he'd ship them to And but, I'm sure you've got other friends like that. But I'd prefer to, God, this sold really well. Let me get some more. Yeah, I'll get you. An, I'll get you one, Bob. Instead of having to go, hey store, do you have some? Hey store, you know. I, I get that. It would it, the system used to work properly, and it doesn't anymore. Well, and nobody's overprinting. Like um, we've gotten in the habit of Tuesday morning, Pat walking around seeing what we sold out of. Okay. From the day before, and last Thursday, I went in to reorder stuff, and it was all gone. And it's like, this how how did you know every Marvel comic? completely sell out that that tells me it's more a design sellout than a function of you know actual demand yeah and just you know or you know printing printing low as opposed to 
You know, just, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, and, and, you know, not that I think that this helps you at all. It certainly doesn't help you because of the way they do things. But they can always turn around, release it in trade, and sell it in trade. Now, you're not going to do it because you can't compete with Amazon. You can't compete right. with, you know, Barnes and & Noble. There, there but... was a little, yeah, there was a little discussion about that last week. Um Bleeding Cool reported, well, they reported, they just read the email, but um, DC canceled a couple trades of Tom King Batman stuff um, that, uh, I think it was just like two of the miniseries that he did. Okay. Um, what was it? Gotham City Origin, whatever that book was. Okay. And then Batman, was it The Night? Yeah. Okay, they're just going to be hardcovers. They canceled the orders of the paperbacks. And we're kind of like, we'd rather have the paperback than the hardcover. Right, it's hard to find someone that's going to pay $45 for them, but I might take a flyer on a $15 trade. Well, it's, yeah, but it's not that different. But I made a point of saying in the thread, going, you know, the problem is that these hardcovers are priced to sell at 40% off. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's the right price, eighteen fifty nine or whatever, for a thirty dollar, you know, a thirty dollar hardcover or thirty five dollar hardcover, and it's like, and then I Google, I went on Amazon, and both the trades they were talking about were selling for forty percent off, and I'm like, and as one guy pointed out, is the hardcovers are selling less than the cover price of the paperback, so it's not a dollar thing for DC, you know, it's just a case they didn't want to do it, and it's just, it's like you're selling less books because of this, at least through us, yeah. We're the ones that created the demand. Amazon isn't doing anything to sell that Batman book. They're just stocking it. And they don't have to. And people have to go to them to find it. So, you know, if you want us to stop promoting and carrying your books, cool. But we're also going to stop carrying the comics. Well, and for a closed series, it doesn't matter. But if it's an ongoing, and I miss issue three and you can't get Mm -hmm. it, I'm probably not going to get four, five, or six until I can get the trade. Which may not be till issue nine or ten comes out, which oh, means I probably missed. Wrong answer. No, no, not even that good. We got uh, a couple of books came out today that were striking. Uh, we got the Soul Plumber trade paperback of Soul Plumber. Okay. Had a lot of buzz. It's by some guys who do a podcast. The paperback came out a year after the hardcover. One year to the week after the hardcover. Okay. We just got the trade paperback of um, Batman that collects up to issue 111. I think, it, I think we're at 137 138 now? 138 came out today. Okay. So that's how far behind they are. And I'm sitting here going, we're so screwed. Because we have the hardcover of both volumes of Human Target. Okay. So that means I'm not sure if the paperback's out or not. But then we need the paperback of volume one. And the paperback of Volume Two, then the hardcover well, a, combined card hardcover. That's what I'll say, or they do a combined paperback. And then after that, after the hardcover, they'll do a paperback. So we're like three to four years away from me having a Human Target trade paperback to sell. Assuming Complete it stays collection. Print the whole time. Right, but I'm just just the way they do things. It's like if it's going to be a year between the hardcover and the paperback, and the combined hardcover hasn't even been announced yet because we don't have paperback volume two yet it's like 
everything doesn't have to be six months or a year. But not everything is like that. Like Nice House on the Lake, from the time issue 12 came out to the time the trade came out, maybe three months. Which, that's reasonable. Tim, is the second volume of Nice House on the Lake out yet? Yeah, I got that. Okay. Yeah, that came out like three months after. Okay, but then but 12. it's just. But I'm just looking at this Batman, going, "What's going on?" Oh, is they're not going to collect um, Batman Catwoman? That was the other one. Oh, the Gotham War. No, Batman Catwoman, that 12 issue series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have to have that in issues or hardcover, fifty dollar hardcover. Yeah. That was a nice story. I don't know. I paid fifty dollars for it, though. Well, fifty dollars again. I mean, I already did when I bought it. Right. But actually, let me see. There it is. Um, forty dollars. Sorry, forty dollars on sale for twenty-three, and the other one was yeah, Batman Killing Time. That was it. A thirty-dollar hardcover that they have on sale for eighteen. It's like okay. Yeah, you can't compete with that. That's no, your entire no. profit margin. Well, and, but their defense is. Uh, well, you can compete with it. Sure you can. Why can't you? Well, because see, for them everything is automated, which makes it. You choose not to. You you can compete. You choose not to. Yeah. That that's what they that's what they throw back at us. So, just a lot of hooey, and it's just it, the problem is that now it makes us trust them less. Yeah. And everything they're doing is making us trust them less, which means we're not going as deep. We're not... Right. So, like, uh, Mr. Ludwig asked, how did God sell? Um, well, I sold out, but I also didn't order a lot, because it's a $10 book. So I didn't honestly didn't have a lot to put on the shelf. Um, I've already announced a second print of that. I don't know if it's sold out or not. Um, any first reading impressions? I won't be back for number two because I felt dumb reading issue one. Okay. Um, I read it before FOC via PDFs. And it was three issues in one, but it wasn't three issues in one. It was maybe an issue and a half a story with a lot of double page spreads. Look at my pretty art. Okay. You know, when you're told, go nuts, you you do. Now, there, yeah, there was a complete story and a complete introduction. But again, it's the powers that be, powers that be versus the way th the natural order of things. That's the story. Okay. Yeah, and it's unknown characters who they're just made up, and there's a Babylon event occurring. What that means, I don't know. So it's just that it was a lot of big ideas like Hickman does, but it's just not a big draw. There's not a, you know. Yeah, I mean, like... A lot of big concepts. Even when you stuff. look at, like, his Avengers run, it was, like, what, five years for that to pay off. I'm not investing five years yeah. in this. Yeah, so it was big and ten bucks, and I'm just, like, there's just a lot of red flags yeah. on this, so I did not order deep. Uh, then we do have a, an Ibdi question, if you're prepared. I'm always prepared. Okay. Discuss the problem of too many Robins. And how to go about correcting, retconning the issue. I don't think they're... I mean, it, it... They're all different. They're all very different. And I know they got into trouble in New 52 because they were trying to condense them all to a short period because they wanted Batman only to be 29. 
And that doesn't work. Batman's in his 40s, you know, or late 30s or whatever. Yeah. So the the Robins have come from different times. You know, Dick was Robin a year before, 10 years before Tim. You know, there there is an age gap. Well, he's... He is the most problematic because nothing happens to him like it does with Jason where you can go, ah, supernatural or whatever. He grows up, like you see him as a young child. He grows up, he becomes Nightwing, who is also an adult man. So you know that time has had to pass. Right. Um, but it's also been, he's been around for 80 some years. Right. You know, so you... you you have to look at that too, and you can't just you can't condense everything. I mean, Peter Parker, you know, is out of college, you know, and he started in high school. So has Spider Man only been around for ten years? Right. You know, you just have to. A lot of that you just have to. It's comics. His it's whole life couldn't, you know, unless it was one day. Every issue was one day of his life, type of thing. So, and, and I, I think Tim Drake is the most problematic of them because it seems the most redundant. But at what was going on in the comic at the time, right. that's what was needed. So it, it made sense at the time. You know, Damian Wayne is his natural-born son. And so, okay, that it's a different dynamic um, where Tim is really the afterthought. You know, Jason was Dick's replacement, and then he died. And, you know, that's why Tim was really needed, was to kind of bring him back. What do you think about Tim Drake, Tim? He's my favorite Robin. There you go. See, Is obviously. He? That's crazy. I like Dick much better as Nightwing. Okay, fair enough. Um, and until fairly recently, I didn't like Damien at all. Oh, see, I love Damien from the very beginning. Yeah, so do I. I really did. He had to grow on me. Okay. Okay. No, I, I was a big fan. So when did you start liking him? When he was teamed up with John Kent? Uh, I mean that. Yeah, that helped a lot. But also, that the run with him and uh, Dick as Batman. That okay. Start, that started to win me over. But probably, yeah, the super, uh, the super sons probably did it. Yeah. And that was a cool dynamic too to have. You know, Dick as Batman and then Damien. Um, yeah. Give me the suit. If you can't handle it, give me the suit. Yeah. Okay, Tim. This, this you could answer this one. What's your favorite type of donut? Uh, toasted coconut. I like glazed. Just okay. Or chocolate glazed. See, I, I like a chocolate cake with chocolate, fro- you like frosted. Okay. That's that's my... I will also never pass a cinnamon sugar donut. Yeah, I won't, no, I will not either. I, I won't pass a donut. <laughs> you know? Uh, no, I don't do jelly. Ah, see, I'm okay with jelly. Or, I love a Boston cream. cream. Yeah, I'm not right. a fan of the. I like the cream. I don't necessarily like like the whipped cream in it. Some that makes it almost too sweet. That one I'm okay with. I don't like the taste of Boston cream. Okay, so that's why I'm not a fan. Of, and I don't like jelly, so I don't like that. Yeah. Powdered donuts make too much mess. Yeah, which is why yeah, I'm I'll not a big fan of those. I'll that's eat the, like I like the little ones, and I'll eat oh those the munchkins. Yeah, throw the whole thing yeah. in my mouth. Okay, are you a big Batman fan? And what got you into following the character? I was not a big Batman guy growing up. Um, it wasn't really Dark Knight Returns, and that was my love of Miller from Daredevil. Got me to read that, and I adore that story. But before that, I did, Batman was not a book I ever had on my pull list. Um, it just wasn't my thing. See, I grew up 
watching reruns of the old Batman TV mm-hmm. show. But maybe that's why I didn't read the Batman. Uh, well, no, because Barbara Gordon was on my pull list, and so therefore, I, it just had me special feelings that I didn't know I could have as a little kid, and you know that is what it is. But then uh, the '89 Batman movie, like that, solidified it. Like this character is just awesome. Um, you know, obviously reading the comics, I'm like, okay, it's not the same, but, um, plus he was on Scooby-Doo a lot. That was always fun. True, true. And I did, you know, I did, when I think about it, I did, like, the Brave and the Bold and stuff, I did like that. I read a lot of, uh, World's Finest. But, but not the Batman. But, it, yeah, I never, like, I never got Batman. That was not a book on my list. Okay. What sport do you play or used to play? I, I played soccer and I swam. I played baseball competitively up until high school. Um, I played ice hockey and roller hockey. Tim, do you go hog wild decorating for Halloween? No. No. Maybe when we get our own place again, I will. But okay. I just let the natural squalor of my house take over. Nice, nice. I like <laughs> it's it. the one time of year where it works in my favor. I don't, but my wife is a big Halloween decorator. Okay. She goes all out. We have the little stuff in the front yard. She has the purple lights up and stuff in the windows. And yeah, she, I never understood that. Like I, I put up Christmas. It. I yeah. put up the Christmas lights, whatever, and that's fine. I don't understand people who spend thousands of dollars. Now, like I, you know, I know people who do like haunted houses of in dollars, their own yeah. house, and that's that's cool. If, you know, if that's your thing, but yeah, um, just not my jam. But oh, and Dave did chime in and said he's a nay on Halloween decorating. Okay, see, unfortunately though, I also grew up with a paranoid mother during satanic panic and everybody was trying to stick razor blades in in their candy and you know around every corner people would give you drugs i'm a 46 year old man no one has ever tried to give me drugs for free i'd like to know where those people are that does not happen i'm sorry just saying cottage cheese yay or nay negative dave is negative i was negative my whole life and i don't know what got me to try it but I am 100% yay now. Okay. But a little bit weird. My favorite is the Giant Eagle brand. Okay. And Eaton Parks cottage cheese. I like the best. The rest has a bitterness to it. Other companies, there's a bitterness that I really do not like. It all like. looks spoiled to me. It does, I, I, a hundred, that's why I never tried it, yeah. but it's now a, a treat. Okay, last one. Assume for this exercise that you've missed your mid-afternoon flight home and the next one is mid-morning the next day. Do you stay overnight at the airport or do you go to a hotel? If it's mid-afternoon, I'd probably go to a hotel. Typically, my problem was it would be 11 o'clock at night and you miss the connecting and your next flight's at 6 in the morning and, well, crap, I'll just sit here and read all night. That was happened to me in Phoenix. Going to Portland one time. I I have done that before, um, when I was much younger, because True. I could kind of find I could sleep anywhere and, and not wake up in immense yeah. pain. I would not do that now. I didn't I didn't sleep. I read a book. But I think it also depends on where I am too. Um, 
and you know how quickly I I have to get home because maybe I'm like you know what I'll just take a later flight and whatever. But like if I'm in Boston, I'm not paying three hundred dollars for a hotel room. Well, typically, wouldn't the hotel the airplane who canceled your flight or whatever? Well, if they canceled it, yeah. I don't care. Actually, because if they cancel it, because they well, it depends on why they canceled it too. Because if they canceled it because they overbooked it, they owe me four times the amount of of what I paid for the flight. So, you can book me on mid afternoon <coughs> flight. I don't care. I'm gonna go do something fun. It just depends. Okay. So that's it for questions. Now on to books. We're going to get out of here quick. This is going to be a quick one for you guys. I mean, I read a lot, but okay. we don't have four people talking about stuff. No, fair enough. So uh, I read the uh, the Red Hood, Batman, Catwoman, okay. Gotham. I, didn't, I, I, I meant to read Catwoman, and I kept forgetting, so I kind of I wanted to read them in order, and so now I've missed uh, everything. The, I've ruined it all. No, the Red Hood, actually, it's, it's not in sequence. Um, what it, and actually the Catwoman book references what happened in the Red Hood book, even though it came out before the Red Hood book, um, which I, I hate when it does that, but whatever. So, um, basically Jason is, uh, he's training Catwoman's people, two in particular who he knew worked for the Joker, to see if he could find out where the Joker may be. Um, The one, uh, they had also worked for Scarecrow. One apparently got dosed with Scarecrow's toxin. And uh, at first it was like, oh, it's just a nightmare. And then come to find out, no, he was really dosed. They, They get put on an exercise where they have to go steal. They get confronted by a cop. The guy... Wax the cop in the back of the head. Jason whips his ass. Him and Catwoman get into it. That you know, she knows he was just trying to find out where the Joker was. Whatever. Uh, then come to find out, the guy is killed, assumingly by Scarecrow. Um, you know, probably for revenge because now he's working for Catwoman. So uh, I've really enjoyed the Gotham War so far. Uh, I, I was talking to Tim earlier and I said, you know, because the way Batman is typically portrayed, it's, you know, he has a plan for everything, whatever, but he's just straight up wrong on this one. Like, what Catwoman's so. doing is working, so um, that is what it is. Uh, I read Ribbon Queen number three. Okay. So... Uh, Basically, what we find out is the cop, one of her friends, works in the morgue, and there was apparently lost camera footage that he has a copy of that sees the dead girl get up and leave. Um, we don't know why. Like she has the big Y scar on it. He's like, oh, I geez, put the rib spreader to her. I know she was, you know, I know she was dead. Um, but, you know, she gets up and leaves. And so uh, the cop goes to confront the SWAT team or the TAC team that initially had rescued the dead girl years ago. And they threaten her and then they start getting unwound. 
So one guy, like, his head starts getting peeled. The other guy's hands, where he, he had the gun, starts getting peeled. And then the cop's like, you know, no, stop. And then the girl just appears and says, I think that whatever's inside of me is trying to find a new host. And it seems like the new host is going to be the cop. It should be the new Ribbon Queen. Um, it, it's, it's been a really good series. It's, it's like, sufficiently creepy. Okay. Um, it's been really good. Uh, I read uh, Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a, a Baxter Stockman story. I know you have no idea who that is. He's the fly guy. Okay. He's the fly guy. He kidnaps April O'Neil. And uh, he he's rescued by uh, Leonardo, Raphael, and, and two of the punk frogs. So, that was... It, it, I, you know, I'm hearing the voices in my head from the cartoon. <laughs> it's 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 just a lot of fun. Um, Moon Knight, City of the Dead, number three. Uh, this is mostly to introduce some new character, like Scarlet Scarab. Or Scarlet something like Scarab's that. in it, um, and Mark's brother is in it. He is the Jackal King. What we find out is it appears that Osiris visits earth every hundred years or so and his host is this little kid that was captured by the jackal gang and we don't find that out until this issue so mark finally gets to the kid rescues him and then they figure it out that he's osiris trapped in this little kid um and then uh Emma is awoken and so, you know, she wants to eat everybody. Uh, the Jackal Gang leaves, and Mark goes to fight in order to slow her down while uh, Scar- Scarlet Scarab uh, takes the kid, I think his name's Kamal, um, to save him. And uh, he's on, like, Tararat's boat um, that, you know, she takes to the gates of Osiris to, you know, judge the, the dead. And he uses that. He rams uh, Amit and is apparently eaten by her. So That's not good. No, it's not good. I think there's one issue left in okay. it. It's, it's been alright. Um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure... I don't know if the stakes are high. Like I, you know, okay. I, there, there's no way. Well, they're killing it. Moon Knight, so you know that. But they're not going to kill him in this series. Right. They're going to kill him okay. in his main series if they kill him. And again, I don't believe that's going to happen either, or at least not long term. Um, but they're not going to do it in this series, so it, it's kind of like, gotcha. you, you know, you, you're you're raising stakes that aren't really raised. Um, and the last one I'll talk about that I read was Detective Comics. It was better than it had been. Okay, that's a good start. It wasn't great, but it's better than it had been. I don't like this Monster Squad bullshit that they have going on, the, the Gotham Nocturne thing okay. with all the demons. It, it It's just not good. Um, and, like, I can't tell if this is really happening, if this is him in a trance or what's going on 
Um, he has green eyes at some point, like almost like you know it, it's a dream or something okay. like that. Um, but it does have an appearance by Killer Croc, and I love Killer Croc, so that's pretty cool. Um, and it's just kind of Batman having dreams. I at one point I know he's having a dream because it's like um, he's with his dad on a boardwalk, and his dad's talking about how you know you got to do the small things because that's what really counts in life. And he tells Bruce run but he's not a little kid anymore now he's like if not you know like a 38 year old batman right. he's at least an adult um and then he's with dick at Haley's circus but it's all run down and dick's talking about how um the secret to a good tra- trapeze act is you have to let go and trust that the other person's going to catch you um, so Dick does that and, and falls, and there's like this red wolf demon that swallows him. So it's like, it's, I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, it was not horrible, it was not good. So I don't know that I'm going to cut it off quite yet, but okay. it, it's it's on a real short leash, I'll put it that way. Gotcha. So, okay. that's what I read. Going back a bit, Big Game 3. More bad stuff happens. Okay. But um, Hit Girl is with Eggsy. They're in the Chrononauts place, and she, Eggsy gets blown away. She has one of the Chrononauts. She grabs the body. Okay. And pushes a button, and all of a sudden, at the end, ends up back in prehistoric time being attacked by a T Rex. So she's at least gotten out of there, and Just now. Just arm's reach. You'll be all right. Now she can. Now she has a possibility of fixing things. So that was interesting. Uh, Predator versus Wolverine was good. Just basically Predator versus Wolverine. It's it's what you want. What else do you expect? Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. It's not Archie versus Predator. No, no. There was, That's there hard was, to top. Yeah. Uh, Captain America I thought was real good. I don't remember exactly what happened in it. But um, I remember thinking this was good. It was good to just get back to Captain America. Which um, Captain America is? Steve. Steve, yeah. Yeah, sadly, I, yeah, I read it three weeks ago, so you're, you're pushing it. Um, Uncanny Spider-Man was good. Basically, Nightcrawler is Spider-Man. Um, he's got a modified costume. Why? Because mutants are hunted, so he can still be out there being a hero helping. As Spider-Man. As Spider-Man. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but... No, because Spider-Man can't apparate into yeah. different places. Well, yeah, whatever. Well, but as soon as that happens, you go, oh, wait, that's Nightcrawler. Spider-Man can't do that. Peter even asks, asks him how the tail works in the yeah. costume, and they skip over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the call number two. Um, I don't remember what happened, other than I wrote a note. Bad storytelling, art not explaining. Um, and the art's not explaining what's going on. It, it was I was very confused through a lot of it. Because just something would happen, and so it's you're like you're supposed call to. That book. Well, you're supposed to rec- realize, you know, like the person's holding something, but you don't know what it is, and little things like that. Yeah, okay. the, the art's very pretty. It's just not doing a good job telling the story. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman number one, I thought was real good. Um, basically, they did a like a mutant registration act, and all the Amazons have to have to leave the United States. Um, because someone went crazy and Diana's trying to figure out what happened to her and why she went crazy and did whatever she did. 
Um, so it's setting up all that stuff. So it was good. Why, why are all the Amazons in the U.S. to begin with? Not all, but some of them are in the country oh, doing okay. stuff. So, Rumpus Room. Read that. Um, Mark Russell's newest one. Um, you have uh, Elon Musk for want of a better name. Um, and he kidnaps people and keeps them in his basement because he needs to get some stuff out of them to because he has a like a skin condition yeah and uh they basically show them putting somebody in like a uh what are those called the you know the caskets that they close with all the knives you know that kills them the iron maiden iron maiden there you go and she's sitting there and they do that and then you see the stuff going out into this jar and then he's holding the jar rubbing it on his face yeah so I didn't understand how the stuff that came out was white. I agree. Right. I agree. So that's why when I saw that he had white stuff, I thought it was something else. Um, but, and so basically the newest person that goes in is an undercover cop who also has a gun. So there's a bunch of people down in the basement and they're like, you know, we, we tried, we can't get out. But now, oh, we have a gun. That's different. So. Yeah. Well, it's weird. It was almost seemed like they vote on who's the next one to go to the Iron Maiden. Right. Yeah. It's like Big Brother. Um, the case of the bleeding wall I read, I do not remember at all, and I apologize. So, okay. uh, World's Finest 19, um, this finished up that two-parter of them meeting for the first time, Batman and Superman. Um, hey, my mom's name's Martha, too. No, no, that, didn't, that did not come up. Um, it was good, but yeah, I really, I don't remember, I don't remember the story. Yeah, I gotta, well, I need to take better notes, I guess I should say. Well, now for the books I read this morning and last night. Uh, Jean Grey 2 was interesting. Um, it starts off with her remembering the um, when she was piloting the ship and there was a problem. They all had, There was a safe room in the back of the ship, but she had to fly the plane. And in this version, Wolverine said, let me do it because I'm indestructible. So she mentally helps him control it. But he does it, and all of a sudden the Phoenix Force comes into him. And he realizes that the Phoenix Force is too powerful, and that they need to kill him. So Cyclops goes to kill him, and does it something good enough that the Phoenix Force leaves him and goes into Cyclops. And Cyclops realizes it's too much for him, so Wolverine kills him, and it goes back into him. So, okay. a little confusing, but yeah. Uh, Immortal Thor 2 was okay. Um, he's, he fights the big guy and he beats him by creating a gap in like the space-time continuum and the wind pushes the guy into that. And then he's beaten down because he used the Odin Force, so now he needs to do the Odin Sleep. Okay. And as he's tired and he goes up to the moon to get away from everybody, Loki shows up and he's like, um, do you trust me? As your, and he's like, do you trust me as your brother? Do you trust me as a, hero, a friend? Do you trust me as your enemy? And Thor's kind of like, yeah. And then Loki changes, it looks like, into a lady version of Loki and says, good. And then that's the big final page. Like, he's going to do something. So I was lost. I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. Iron Man 10 is the big wedding. Um, basically, he marries Jean Grey... As, and she's pretending to be his assistant, and they get married in Vegas just to fool Phylong, the guy who created all the um, 
sentinels and while he's there they overtake him and they look in his mind to figure out what he knows so they have that information now um but i guess they really did get married so i'm not sure because then he's talking about a lot of the book is set in the future when he's writing this book and he says and i'll talk about my wife later and it's like so was it real i don't know so but i don't i don't think they, they're not really lovingly married it was more a case of he had made a mutant inhibitor so that she couldn't be outed as a mutant and put made it into a ring and so that's why it looked like he was proposing okay um i just read flash one and that was really good um something's going on with the speed force um gorilla grod and crew are doing something to mess with the speed force or at least monitoring the problem with the speed force and weird stuff really really weird stuff is going on uh barry works for mr terrific um and mr terrific is talking to somebody outside of barry's knowledge who says that we need to they need to kill all the flashes so that was not great and that'll stop it um and then you also have at home that now that um linda has given birth to their child she's lost her superpowers and now that she has no power um she's really kind of bummed because everybody else in the house does and she's feeling kind of left out but it was good i thought it was a really good first issue uh Cy Spurrier and uh, mike diodato so Spurrier seems to be doing a lot more now yeah i guess he made somebody happy and he's getting more work well, i did remember to print the invoices this time okay don't let you don't yell at me so that's all i read so um, then what's coming out next week next week from diamond we have da, da, da. um hey mick we have a new one american psycho number one and this is following a newer psycho uh who it's a girl it's not patrick bateman no it's a girl who's obsessed with social media okay and kills people to become more popular okay uh we have army of darkness forever which takes place after the original movie after the original army of darkness maybe. right i believe yes uh night of the living dead second series kin number one we also have issue two of project cryptid that's an ao uh a uh Ahoy one for Dave, who blew us off. Jerk. Uh, from Lunar, we're getting uh, Batman and Robin 2. Uh, Batman City of Madness, which is a new one from Christian Ward. That's an oversized black uh, black label book. I didn't know it was oversized until it arrived today. Yay. Okay. Uh, we're getting serial trade paperback. Now, this is the... Um, Mark Russell's serial mascot stories oh, okay. are being done as a graphic novel. Uh, Danger Street number 10. We have Destiny's Gate, which is a new one from Image. Uh, Fish Flies number 2. We're getting the corrected copies. Yay. And it'll be fun to look at the two and try to figure out what happened. Uh, Haunted Girl is another one from Image. Number 1. Knights is another number 1 from Image. Oh, and then we have Wesley Dodds, The Sandman, number one, from DC. And then from uh, Penguin, we're getting Amazing Spider-Man 35. I know that Dave is giddy. Uh, we do have the Spider-Man variant, 100 variant for you, Pat. Or did you give up on those? Uh, it depends on which one they are. Like, okay. Because the book isn't selling it at all. Gotcha. So the, the cover has to be just lights out. Fair enough. 
Uh, we've got Avengers 6, Blade 4, uh, Captain America Assault on Eden, to time with the movie. Uh, Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos for the horror. Uh, Daredevil 183 Facsimile Edition, which is a bit of an odd one, just this is him versus the Punisher. Um, two issues after the death of Elektra. Okay. We have Operation Sunshine. This is from IDW, I think, either IDW or Dark Horse. Um, interesting, where a bunch of uh, young vampires try to steal something from the ancient vampires that'll turn them back human. And they discuss- What's a young vampire? Well, like, like new, like a, an, an, an underling vampire, not one of the great vampires. Okay. So they, they want to go back to being they're human. They're a minor vampire. They're, they're not happy with their vampireness and want to go back. Okay. Um, we have new uh, Usagi Yojimbo Space Usagi. Uh, Star Wars Dark Droids, number three. Uh, Superior Spider-Man Returns, number one. And Wolverine and X-Men Red are Fall of X issues. So that's what we got coming out next week. We are doing Dark Ride Volume 1 for Book Club on the 27th. I don't have any in stock right now, but they're coming. Um, And then we're doing James Tinian uh, this week. So double points on any James Tinian graphic novels because he does lots of horror-y stuff. So that's all we got. Um, the website's Pittsburgh Comics, Facebook's Pittsburgh Comics, Twitter and Instagram are PGH Comics. Um, uh, hey, Pat, you want to send us home? It's all right. That's a podcast. <laughs> we'll talk at you next week. See ya.